You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm -hmm. Hello. Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? Hello, 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 hello. This is the movie show. On your favorite ORSPS Active oh, FM. Definitely with. Sash. And my name, Ro oh wait, hang on, we spoke about this last week. <laughs> Myself. Can we do that again? Yes, take two. Beep. With Sash. And Ryan. Oh wow, you actually said it. Well done, Ryan. My name, I said my name. I know. <laughs> so if you've listened to previous shows, Ryan normally introduce him he introduces himself as myself. So I said to him, Ryan, yes. people are going to start thinking your name is myself. <laughs> and myself. Yes. I know. That's usually what I say. <laughs> Myself is a variable. Um, you can put anything you want to over there. It can be Sash or Ryan. Either way, yes. <laughs> right. Sashi, tell us what the movie's name is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you probably saw our title and you were like, what? Mm. So, mm. there was a film made and it's, its name is Inglorious and then a word we would not like to repeat just because... It's not the most pleasant of words. The word is spelled B-A-S-T-A-R-D-S. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes? Right. Do you want to go write it down somewhere quick? Do you like B -R Oh. The dictionary definition is a child born out of... Wedlock. Yes. Yes. But apparently it's now been used as more of a general term to just describe an unpleasant person. Yeah. Well, well I think... Sure. It's an insult, basically. It is an insult. If someone it, calls it you that, it's, it's a, it's a um, very big insult. I think if the movie was about someone who was born out of wedlock, okay, cool. But but over here, it's an insult. Yeah. Anyway, we, we watched a movie with a name like this. So, this film is, it actually was a very, very good film. If you know the director, Quentin Tarantino, he actually directed this film. And if you don't know who that is, that is just shocking. No, I'm joking. That is why we are here as the movie show. He is a brilliant, brilliant director. He directed films such as Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Django Unchained. This film, obviously. And then also more recently, he directed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which had Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot, Margot Robbie in it. Uh, that film was an... It was, it was good, it was a good, his film, his style is yeah. brilliant. He has the most incredible film style. The storyline was a bit whack in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But yeah. you can't, he's brilliant when it comes to style and just the way he makes his films. The, the director is actually quite a character. If you, if you watch an interview mm. of him, he, he seems like quite a, yeah, quite a character to be. Uh, how do you describe his character? He's almost this like perfectionist but he's sort of he's the a, perfect a definition of, the, of a director yeah like honestly i know i was listening to an interview where christoph no it wasn't him sorry it was um bj novak who is he he was in the office he actually acted in the office as ryan <laughs> he was in the office he was also yes. in this film but he was actually saying that when um, Quinton directs them or when they went to audition he would do the other lines of the characters but he said that he gets so into the character that he's reading out that he almost 
like misses the actual actor's performance and like he actually said he was worried that there were bits of his audition or something that Quentin actually missed just because Quentin himself was so into the characters. So he was doing the lines. Mm. Do you think by chance he was doing them so he can feel? Probably. Yeah, that, that See, does make sense. He wrote the script. So Quentin Tarantino actually wrote the script. So he's not just a director. He literally creates a world or a, you know, it's he he even said himself, he doesn't write characters for actors. He writes characters because that's who the character is. And at one point in the film, that he actually was going to scratch this movie because he couldn't find a character or an actor, sorry, to play the character Hans... Landa, who was the, he was known in the film as the Jew hunter. And he literally said to the producer, I think I've written a character that no actor can play. I actually think I've done that. And he was at one point considering not filming or not doing the movie. And then Christoph Waltz sh showed up and they were just like, oh my goodness, this is, this is our guy. This is the guy. This is, this is, yeah. So, but just talking about the name. So if you search the name of the film, you'll actually notice that there is a spelling error. So the word is normally spelt B-A-S-T-A-R-D-S. This film, however, is spelt B-A-S-T-E-R-D-S. And one of the reasons that this was done is actually to distinguish the film from the 1978 Italian war movie, which had the same name. Obviously, that one was named correctly. But also, they, they say one of the possible reasons is that Quinson was making light of his problems with spelling or that he stuck with the way he misspelled his own title in his original drafts of the film. So in other words, he by mistake spelled the word wrong and then was like, Maybe they picked it up too late, and then he was like, oh, well, you know, it will be different. Or he spelt it wrong, figured, I just feel like I connect with this man very much because I'm very capable of doing that. So, um, ap apparently, now, usually when, when, when a script is written, 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 written. Rotten. Yeah, I'm sticking with written like this guy. <laughs> when, the, when the script is written, yes. um, you can quote me on that one. <laughs> uh, usually, it takes quite a while, right? It goes through your rights. This film, three months later, they were off on their way to flying to France already. So this is the crazy part. He wrote it for 10 years. Do you what? know that the script, it took him... In fact, he started Damn. writing it. He then stopped because I think he said at first he wrote basically... It wasn't a movie. There was so much to it that it was actually like a 12-series miniseries type of thing. But that explains so much about the amount of detail mm -hmm. in uh, the character that Christoph Waltz plays. Because there's, there's so much to him yeah. that whenever he's on screen, you're like, wait, what does he, what does he do? Why did he do? And uh, you, you can see how much detail there is in every single film. Yeah. It's, it's really, really no. brilliant. Yeah. And then he said that he then, I think he stopped for Pulp Fiction. It was either Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill. Kill Bill and he actually stopped, he stopped writing and then went on and made that because that was easier to make at the time or it was finished. It was a movie. Then he came back to this and then he wrote it as a film. So he brought in the whole, um, the because in this, it's about Nazi Germany. It's actually about France uh, occupied, um, Nazi Germany, when they occupied France. And there's a, a premiere that happens because Goebbels, who was their propaganda minister, was obviously making these new German films that, you know, had the Nazi message behind them. And so they wanted to premiere the film. And then the Allies see it as an opportunity to kill 
Hitler and Goebbels and Hermann and basically everyone that's at the top of the Nazi army yep. and basically end the war. And end the war. The war. Yes. <laughs> so he actually took 10 years to finish the script. But then when I heard that it took them three months, I was like, what? How do you go from, like literally when the script was finished, they were, they were, they went into production. Well, in an interview with, with the director, uh, something that he said was, and I quote, I'm quoting the director. He <laughs> said, usually what happens with most films, he, they, 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 they say about three days per scene. Mm. And then if they didn't finish, they'll overflow into the next scene. And that's fine. They'll just get it done by lunch. And then they'll fill the rest of the day up with stuff that they needed to get to. And they'll get to the next scene. He said in this movie, and he said that this was one of his most unen unenjoyable filming movies because of the pressure. Because uh, what he would have to do, it's three days and that's it and no more. And he said that uh, by the end of the scene, that, that day when he, when he would go home, he'd be on his way home, there would be that, satisfi that satisfaction feeling of, ah, we did it. Yeah, today we finished, it's over, the pressure's gone. But then the thing that started dreading him was the fact that tomorrow it starts all over yep. again. And every day, it, yeah, that, you and know, in a month's time, it, it it's like still going to be like, oh. You see? Yeah, no. I personally, I think that's filming sometimes is very stressful, and I think it's because of that. It's the filming schedule. You know, if you had all the time in the world, then it would be like, yeah, okay, cool. To perfect the yes. Sh the, the, the but when you the have, shots, right? oh no, yeah. the worst. A filming yeah. schedule is actually one of the most stressful things uh, I ever. Can, it's very like uh, the amount of detail. You got to think about everything, mm -hmm. and if you've missed out something, that's going to mess your. It can mess up your mm -hmm. your, your your entire uh, filming. Filming schedule completely. Scenes have been deleted because of filming schedules. It is. I've experienced it. Yes, it's what happens. You, you know? just didn't it's have terrible. time. So you're like, okay, we're deleting the scene. Hopefully it's not like <laughs> rewriting to the story. We're rewriting the scene. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I saw uh, like a, um, a, a BTS of the of what the one scene. Just as they finish, it's like, all right, can we take that again? And then he shouts out loud, because yes. and then everyone shouts together, <laughs> we, we love making movies. And then... Yeah, I was just like, okay, I can see this guy's under a lot of pressure. pressure sure. Yeah. So the budget for the film is seventy million US dollars. The box office they did so well; they made three hundred and twenty-one point five million US dollars. The cast in this movie was perfect. It literally was perfect, and you can see what Quentin Tarantino does. There's sometimes you you watch a movie and you feel like you're watching an actor. You're not watching a character. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like... That's what I was saying. Yes. With, uh, yeah. Whereas with guy. Quentin, he writes characters and he's not going to put you in just because you're, for example, Brad Pitt. So in an interview I was watching with Brad Pitt and Quentin, um, Quentin was actually saying that he had wanted to work with Brad Pitt. In fact, he's good friends with Brad Pitt's manager and so um he but bradford's manager wouldn't allow the two of them to meet because he said if you two meet you're going to want to make a movie together and brad's pitch bradford's schedule at the moment isn't he can't do this so like the guy didn't allow them to but also quinson said um he doesn't just he doesn't take actors just because they've got a famous name to them for him it really is about are they are they going to be able to play this character and then he said as he was writing, so for example, Brad Pitt played Aldo, the character Aldo. He wrote Aldo and halfway through the, the script, he started picturing and thinking, you know what, Brad Pitt could actually, 
he could pull this off. And by the end of the script, he literally said he could only see Brad Pitt as playing this character. But one of the things I really like about him is he doesn't compromise on character for actors. He wants the perfect actor for that character. It doesn't matter if they're famous or if they're, they're a big name or it's, he, he stays true to the characters. Yeah. You know, I, I was just thinking in the, in the beginning of the film, that, uh, because in this film, Brad Pitt has, uh, has quite a very strong Southern accent. Mm. Um, and the other person that I pictured in this film, but then when seeing the end of the film, I, I sort of thought, okay, now maybe not. Um, an, another character I think would have done uh, the role that Brad Pitt played uh, is Tommy Lee Jones. Ah, yes. I'm sure you've watched a movie with Tommy Lee Jones and that strong southern yeah. accent, but I think he's got more of a of a stronger sort of, uh, you know, person. Yeah. Then Brad Pitt has this because I mean obviously there's the part which is quite hilarious where he has to now pull off like an Italian accent. Yeah, oh my word! But he, that was so bad, but it was so funny. He keeps his American <laughs> accent and he's like Orlando Reno, you know. With that, <laughs> it's like, uh, sorry, can you say that again? Orlando, <laughs> uh, uh, you know. You're, you're like, just like, damn it! This is so bad. This is yeah. really so bad. So the one person my mom actually said he reminded her of was Matthew McConaughey. He he possibly he could have done have it also, as well. Yeah. He would have also, uh, actually. Yeah. He actually might have just yeah mm. also done very well. But I mean, Brad Pitt with his moustache. No, Brad Pitt was brilliant. And he really uh, was good. Yeah, very very well yeah. done. The other person who was absolutely brilliant was Christoph Waltz, and oh yes. my goodness, he he often times plays villain roles in films. Yeah. But he's really really good. In fact. The whole movie, you hate this guy. And in order for an actor to get you to hate them, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like that you, you have that, that, that's a strong emotion to feel towards someone. And he actually brings that across. But he was brilliant. He was I, absolutely brilliant. I actually didn't, uh, weird enough, I, I actually didn't hate him, eh? For real. I, I loved him. He, he was, you know, there, there was, he was so intentional in everything he did. I, I was actually watching a, a video of YouTube. And they were talking about the guy was talking about what makes him such a good, good character. And they were even going to the the fact that, for example, in the first scene, you see him walk into this family's house. Mm. But the way that is, everything he does is it's 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 on purpose. Yeah. The way that he looks, the way that he talks, and the way he throws a joke across. But actually, he's like he's just he's interrogating me. Mm. Yeah. And uh, like his sneakiness, he's got this very snakeness to him, but. At the same time, he's like, you think that he's your friend. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, very, very, very well played, yeah. Can I just say something? One thing that the, I loved about this film was the opening scene. That was brilliant. It, and it went on for so long. It did. But you were, you were in – that scene was amazing. That it was brilliant. It, that thing happened twice. Were you just waiting? You're like, okay, can we yes. just uh, – and like things are just unfolding, and it builds up so much. Um, sus like you, there's so much suspense because you're just like, no, the this the everything, the way the the scenes were written was brilliant. The way the actors prepared themselves for the scene. So I actually watched behind the scenes of it was where the character Susanna, who who her new her new name is Emanuela, she's hiding behind that name because she's a Jew. She goes and meets Goebbels, and she's with uh, Frederick. The, the, you know, the Zola, he was the German soldier that had fallen in love with her. And they're sitting at this table and they had this whole long discussion. But in the discussion, 
she speaks French and Goebbels speaks German. So he has to speak to her via a translator. So literally he says that the translator speaks to her. She answers. So it's literally that the whole time. Do you know they didn't stop once? I literally watched behind the scenes footage of a scene that was probably three to four minutes long. And there was not one mistake. There was not one. They literally, the ca- it was one camera shot. The camera it didn't even change. That's how I know it was, it, it was flowing. I, was, I just sat there and I was like, this is, this is brilliant. This is actually just brilliant. I was amazed. So from that perspective. And then also, I love how simple he is with his, his camera shots. Like oftentimes, he doesn't use multiple cameras. He's got like one camera. And you're watching the whole scene from this camera. The one shot that I really loved was <laughs> when Brad Pitt is interrogating those two Germans. It's the first. It's sort of the first time you see Brad Pitt, yeah. and th- there's three of them in conversation. The camera literally goes from one to the other to the, and it keeps switch for like a good, I don't know, minute, two minutes. That was brilliant. That was really, really brilliant. The, he's Quentin Tarantino is brilliant. He's actually just so good as a director. He's his, his movies are art. They really are. I noticed in the the, the first sequel, the, the first scene, um, how so obviously the the German officer walks in uh, and he's friendly. You think everything's fine. Yeah. All right. And then there's the one, the uh, at the one point, the camera does this like 180 degree move. Mm. Now, uh, if you know cinematography, when that happens, you know that there's something that is switching. Mm. Uh, a mood and at that point like everything changes and I was just and he's having the conversation he's carrying on the camera he's just moving moving behind him moves to, towards his other right and I was just like ah something's about to happen something's and that's when immediately the conversation his face is strict he's looking straight the other guy you look at his eyes you can see there's this like concern and but yeah. no it was very very it, good it really gets you on edge you're like wait yeah. what is going I, I'll be honest this film I watched in two days right it's a two and a half hour uh, minute two and a half hour movie movie yes yes and uh i think i watched about an hour just over an hour the first time and i i i i, I closed I, you know i switched my device off thinking to i, I didn't know what to think about this movie <laughs> like it, i enjoyed it everything has happened i was just like i don't know what to think <laughs> i'm like because obviously there was there was no i, I don't think we, uh, there was no pl- no in fact i stopped at the point where um I, I, I can't remember what her name was, where she was in a cinema, and she's like, we're going to burn the Germans down. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when I'd stopped, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. But you just sort of, the, the, the way the scenes go on, and, and am I right, there's not really any, like, up and down points of this film. It's just sort of flowing, and it's just going, and you're enjoying every moment of it, you know, as it unfolds. And then at the end, you're just like, yeah! <laughs> Can you burn the cinema down? Come on! <laughs> no, it was... I actually watched the film in one go. So I didn't... I didn't know it two was... Two and a half hours, I didn't eh? know it was two and a half hours. So my family, I'm in charge of finding movies for my family. So I found this movie, put it on. We're sitting there watching. Eventually, my sister, she just can't... She can't sit. She, she can't. So she, she walked out. My mom walked out. But my mom actually came back. And my mom searched what happened. Because, yeah. But me and my yeah. dad sat there. I was into this thing. I was like, this... My head was exploding. I was just like, this is so good. Like, everything. But the, I, it's not like a normal movie. It's not like no. watching a normal movie. Like, even the he brings up chapters. So, at the start of the movie, the you see chapter well, yeah. one. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then most of the... You don't... You know how with most films, you move locations with your characters? 
With this one, it wasn't really that. It was kind of like we moved to a location and then there's a good solid scene that happens there. You know, lots of dialogue, yes, lots right. of... Then we move to the next location and there's a good solid scene. Do you understand? Like, that, that he did it like that almost. So that means for three days they would have filmed the example in the one bar. They would mm. have taken three days. Because, I mean, yeah, like you said, every mm. scene is it's, it's quite long. It's very juicy. Every minute yes. you're sitting there, <gasps> you're like... Oh. It's brilliant. They're going on, and then, they, and then ah, it's just really this, this film. And I mean, as we've said before, if you watch a, a long film and you don't feel like it was long, you know that it's a good film yeah. already. So yeah. there's a heads up. Yeah. This film's long, and I would be willing to watch it again. I, you know what? If I don't watch this film again, Shocking. I'm going to kick myself. <laughs> because uh, I'll be honest with you, I really, really enjoyed it. So, so can I just bring a, quest, a, a question across? Right. Um, okay, wait. First of all, Crystal Walt, uh, Waltz. What 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 was his character's name? The 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 Hans Lander. Hans. Hans. I'm gonna yes. go with Hans. All right. Okay. Hans. The second time when he comes across uh, the the girl, Shosana. Yeah. Did he or did he not know that it was her? I think he knew. Now, here's some hints for you, all right? Because I actually watched, I can't believe, I've never seen this before. I watched the short show of these two guys who debated this. Oh, really? That is so cool. They had, they had I, I, think, I think it was 60 seconds, which is a minute, to give the argument, and then they had to move over. So, first of all, um, he ordered uh, cream. Do you remember? Mm. And he said, wait, don't start without the, the cream. cream. And she came. And do you know that cream is made from pork lard? Which means that, which is obviously not kosher for Jews. Oh. So that's why he pushed on that. Flip and the it. second thing is, now that they say this, they say, obviously, did you notice he smoked a cigarette? Number yes. one, he didn't finish it. So that yes. already shows you that he was very intentional about what he was doing. Mm. And the other thing is that just smoking a cigarette and not the pipe. Now, um, the pipe in the first scene, the reason why he smoked <laughs> the pipe. Can we just state how big his pipe that was? That pipe was huge. <laughs> do, you, do you know where that pipe, where, uh, another movie where that, where that pipe is in? Mm-mm. It is in uh, another film played by Robbie Downey Jr., the detective. The one we've watched. No, I don't, oh. I don't, I don't think we've watched any of them before. Um, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yes, that's oh. it. In Sherlock Holmes also smoked a big oh, pipe. Flip. Which means that when he pulled out that pipe, he's like, aha, I got you. Yes. So this is, the, so this is what happened. He literally so, was so he like a it. Sherlock Holmes. It's <laughs> not even a joke. He was. He was brilliant. He, he was brilliant. And his confrontation. He's just like, he's just like, <laughs> especially with the Italians. He's just like, say your name again. Ah, say your name again. One more again. time. Because he's just like, listen how dumb you sound. Yes. You know? Wait, can we just hear how dumb you sound again? And the way he laughed at the mountains. Yes. And oh. Because uh, an incident happened. And so uh, a woman... Injured herself. German actress, yeah. Yes, the German actress. She actually got shot. Oh, yes, she actually got shot. And mm. then uh, she said, no, I went mountain climbing and it was yesterday. And then he's like, he laughs and he comes back and he's like, what mountain in France? France, yes. And, and then, then she's just see the death smile step, go. And he's like, I'm just joking. You're like, <laughs> you're like, he's not joking. He's really not joking. You're you finished. Dead. I don't know over. why she went with him. I don't know why she did that. When she was like, okay, yeah, just, you uh, know, just go walk to your And as it is, he, the, the, um, Brad Pitt's character, he's not quite bright. He's not no. exactly bright. He's just this like... He's really just muscle type good, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So for him, he's like, uh, he, he, he stated himself as the first greatest Italian, you know, Italian speaker. Yes. First greatest. He'll go the second. And the third guy actually pulled it off even better. <laughs> yes. <'Cause> the, <laughs> so guy, get, get practicing. And then like, <laughs> ah. 
No, so, does, yeah. I, I definitely think he did know it was her. But I think the only reason he didn't kill her was because of Goebbels. And I think after that, yeah, he was planning on... Yeah. Yes. And of course, at the end, he goes, Au revoir. Which yes. means I'll see you later. Yes. Which is the same thing that he said to in the beginning scene when the that Jewish girl was running away. Which I'll, is her. Yes. Yes. Which he's yeah. saying, I'll see you later. Okay, yeah. I'll see you later. Again, I'll see you later. So it's yeah. <sighs> But Christoph um Christoph Waltz actually won Best Actor in Supporting Role for this film. Definitely. He also won another Oscar in Tarantino's Django Unchained. In fact, though, in Django he was not a villain. I remember that now. Leonardo DiCaprio was the villain really, in Django eh? Unchained. And he also, I'm sure Leonardo DiCaprio also won a, an award for Django. I feel like I want to watch that film. Do you think it's cool? I've watched that film. I just haven't watched all of it because we it was on cable TV, basically. So, you know, when you catch like... But we actually must watch it. How long ago was that? Wait, how long ago was this film made? This film was before 2009, Django. 2009, yeah. Django Unchained has Jamie Foxx in it. Did you know that this movie was narrated... Oh, no, it was, it was Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, was it not Jamie Foxx? Narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, oh. Uh, this, oh. this, yeah. Star, 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 star. Hash. Inglorious. Yeah, Inglorious. <laughs> yes, that one. So, in a roundtable discussion with Brad Pitt and Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino stated that one of the characters, Till Schweigner, sorry if I pronounced his surname, he was actually, so he was the, you know, the German that was a Nazi that would kill Nazis and then the, the, the inglorious star, 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 Brad Pitt's crew found him. Yes, and then they, they, he joined their crew. So he's actually a German actor, as in he's actually German, but he always has refused to put on Nazi uniform for a film. It's been a thing he, he's not willing to do. Now, obviously, for this okay. film, he had to, but he agreed to it on condition that he could kill a Nazi in each scene he wore it. Oh, so that's why he was willing to put it on. Serious, yes. eh? Yeah. That is so interesting. Right? Talk about Germans. Um, uh, Christoph Waltz is, is actually Austrian. Mm. And in an interview, he was asked, what is the difference between an Austrian and a German? And he says, as... As close as a submarine and the waltz is. And he said they are not very alike, the, the Austrians and, no. and the Germans. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, roughly only, this is crazy though, because I, I didn't realize it was this, this little. Do you know that only 30% of this film is spoken in English? Only 30% of the film. Yes. And it didn't even bother me. Like, I know I was reading subtitles. Yeah. But it didn't actually, I didn't feel like I'm not watching a movie in English. The languages which dominates the film is either French or German, which kind of makes sense. And then there's a little Italian. This is highly unusual for a Hollywood production. It actually, I actually, um, I, I found that as well. Mm. Uh, my wife was sitting next to me when I was watching the film and she's like, is this it? Is, is, is this the whole film? Because <laughs> it's also got a very old feel to it as yeah, well. No, it Even does. the titles have but an old feel. But that's Quentin Tarantino. Even Once Upon really, a Time in yeah. Hollywood had that same feel. You know, I want to see more of this guy's mm. stuff. No, he's sure. very, very, very good. Also, so Christoph Waltz, he speaks the most languages in the movie. He yeah. speaks four languages, English, French, German, and Italian. He was He's able to speak French and German. The Italian, he actually said he had to work very close with his Italian um, dialect coach because that was the one that, yeah, he... Now, this is quite interesting. So, at the end of each take, actors would face the camera. So, if you don't know what a take is, literally when you film 
any shot or scene or whatever, that's a take. So you film it, take one, here we go. If it's the close-up, the long shot, whatever it is. At the end of each take, each um, actor would face the camera and say, hello, Sally. And Sally is the film's editor. So Sally um, Menka. This practice has also occurred since Quentin Tarantino's previous movies, such as Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2, Death Proof. And in this film, this was actually the last film edited by Sally. And her work was honored in 2010 with her final Academy Award nomination for Best Editing prior to her death later that year. But every scene, they actually greeted the editor. Or at the end of each take, they greeted the editor, which is actually quite cool. I think it's, it's something nice for um, Quinton to do. Also, do you know that Christoph Waltz dubbed his own performance in the German version? So you, what dubbing is, is when movies go to countries who don't speak English or they don't, they don't speak the language that the film is in, they'll dub the film, which means they'll put the German or whatever language it is over the... just. So they'll remove the English audio and put the German audio. He actually did his own German. Because obviously there were times he spoke in English. So he had to then do... You'd have to do those But parts. he did them. Normally the yeah. actors don't do them. He actually did his own German version. And uh, Quentin intended this film to be as much a war film as a spaghetti western. And considered, True. right? True, Considered right. titling the movie Once Upon a Time in Nazi-Occupied France. He then gave, uh, he gave that title instead to the first chapter of the film. Oh, yes. Which was, was okay. very cool, yeah. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio was the first choice for Colonel Hans Lander, but Quinson then decided that a German-speaking actor should play the part. DiCaprio, however, did play the primary antagonist in his next film, which was Django Unchained in 2012. Okay, wait. 2012, not 2012. He considered... Him for for which role in this Christoph movie? Christoph Waltz's character, the the Jew hunter. He might have even done well as Brad Pitt's character as well. Anyway, he could have, yeah. But I mean, that's. But I think they went with the right choice. Yeah, no, I don't think they made mistakes. Uh, definitely, you know, the thing that gets me with with Christoph is he doesn't have a a, a, a low voice. He's mm -mm. got this very high, very polite. Yes, actually, very polite. He voice. does. That's the thing. That's what makes him such a, That's what a makes good it. villain. Yeah. Because he's like, why are you being nice? You're evil. Stop it. <laughs> May I smoke my pipe in your... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was so good at being bad. That's why I hated him. You know, you're just like, oh, this guy's the perfect villain. He literally is the perfect villain. That's what happened. Also, so BJ Novak, who was, I said, in the office, do you know that he had to take leave from the office during 2005 in order to play private uh, first-class... Utvich, I think that was his name in the film. And his absence on The Office was explained by his character, Ryan, going to Thailand with friends from high school. <laughs> Wait, is which character? Who's that? So, you know the guy that's uh, from The Office? He was the... the he, he made it at the end with Brad Pitt. He was in the final yeah, sequence right. of the film. Yeah. Okay. He had to get leave from The Office, which was being shot at the same time. And the way they explained it on The Office, so the reason they that he wasn't on the office was because he had to go to Thailand with friends from high school. But I actually do remember that. And then you find out later on that he never did go to Thailand. He's, yeah, he just, yeah. But that was, that was pretty cool. Well, no. Also, according to Brad Pitt, this film was shot 
in, in sequence. So in other words, normally with films, they don't sh shoot them from beginning script beginning to script end. So you don't do scene one, two, three. You kind of start. I mean, I often, the, with our previous film, we sh the first scene we shot was the one of the last scenes in the film. Yeah. Just because you have filming locations, you have stuff that you have to figure out. So, you know, you just work it the best way that you can. Whereas this film, apparently, it actually was shot from beginning to end in order, which I think is very cool. Well, how many times did they ever revisit a location? I don't think they ever did. I don't think they did. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite crazy. Also, so in the film, Christoph Walt Waltz's character is known as the Jew Hunter. Do you know that in real life, Christoph's son is a rabbi? His son? His son is a rabbi. Okay. Right? Well, now, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. And then this was Quentin Tarantino's film with the most Academy Award nominations. This one got eight nominations until Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was 2019. That film earned 10, and it actually won two. And then the final cut of this film ran three hours and 10 minutes. Before its first public showing, Quentin and Sally cut it down to its final length of two hours and 33 minutes in two days. That's a lot of editing. That's eh? a lot of editing and filming to 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 just throw yeah. away. <laughs> I feel like we need to. You know how with Justice League they just released the Schneider's cut. Uh, I feel like they need to do this with this film. Right, Quentin's cut, original I cut. I would watch that. I would watch it. Too. Three hours. I, I would, would definitely watch I'd, it. I maybe wouldn't do it in one sitting, but I definitely would watch it. Because there was even times I was watching B-roll footage and I was like, I don't remember that scene in the movie because that scene wasn't in the movie. So yes. there was quite a, even the scene I watched where I said they literally did for like three to four minutes, they just went. There was stuff even there. I was like, that wasn't in the dialogue. And obviously it was cut out as well. But this film is brilliant. It really is a good. Really it's, enjoyed it. It's, it's art. It's not just an entertain. It's not entertainment. This is, this is, this is proper film. Like this is, storytelling on Guy Ritchie's level, if I can put it like that. It's, it's at that level of brilliance. Hey, I didn't know this, but uh, the director did Cameoed. A, a cameo. Yes, he it. normally does. Okay. Apparently, one of the cameos <laughs> was, you know, there were Germans that scalps got cut. Yeah. Apparently, the first German that you see with no scalp was because him. it was cut off was him. And then there was another point in the film, he also was a cameo. I just can't remember what it was now, but... There were two parts where there were cameos. So when you look at his other films, we yeah look out for him. Eh? Yeah. Spot him. He definitely normally does cameos. Except I actually don't remember seeing him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. For me, honestly, this film was better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood went weird. Like the storyline was was weird. You know when you're just like... But the thing is, it was also based on... So this was loosely based on true stories from the war. Obviously, it's not how... So in the end, spoiler alert, Hitler does die. That's not how Hitler was taken out. That definitely did yeah. not happen. But, so, but he did take like stories of like from the war and kind of incorporated them. And he said that if these events did happen in the war, he does believe it would have turned out like this. So he actually said it's, it's not based on true stories, but he said if... For example, there was a war hero and they made a movie of him. They would have made a movie of him. And if he was good looking enough, they would have cast him as the actor in the movie. Yeah, they, they do believe that that is how it would have played out. But with yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that was also loosely based on 
some famous actor. But that film was oh, really? also yeah. good, eh? It actually was. Um, it was a good film as well. It just ended very weird. <laughs> but it is a. It's. It's. He's got a style. Quinton's got a style to him, and it's. It's an enjoyable style. Well, I must say, uh, I do enjoy style. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to watch another film of his. Definitely. I'm going to pick and choose. What, what did we say? Django. Yes, that's our next film. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, next week. <laughs> Django Unchained. There you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this has been the movie show. On Active FM. Right, you're on Active FM. We are signing out, but don't worry, we'll be back for another week next week. <laughs> for another week next week. Yep. Another movie. We've already told you what it is. So come back for some more Quentin Tarantino. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I feel like we're having a, now a director series. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. So until then. Mm-hmm. In German, we say bis dann, which means till then. In English, we're going to say peace out, which means peace out. Yes. <laughs> yes, there we go.